Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, Callie. I think I've calmed down now. I was getting a little... <laughs> I was getting you know, old. it's funny. I had somebody text me after that, and they're like, now we know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting fired up even during the break. I was talking about playing the Sonics in 93. And then I, I was talking about how, like, Yao Ming broke his leg against the Lakers in the second. Like, I mean, I was getting all riled up. What's so, my favorite song? Your favorite song. You don't know. Don't even try is the song that was played at our wedding <laughs> no shania no. twain it's not true from whatever. this moment on whatever and if it's not it should be i was okay, gonna say that's sure. a pretty safe answer it's yeah. like you that's whatever. kind of a win-win on that it's our wedding song whatever. or or um another shania twain that we always you're still the one mm-hmm. right? it's not my favorite song but it's a good song okay all right back to fitness i'm i'm calmed down now i'm ready to get back to ferrell's and and your right. journey yeah. Okay. <laughs> this so this is our long segment, so we get to talk about more right. non-sports. All right. So ten-week challenge begins, and mm-hmm. kind of tell us, like, you know, that how the first week went, and and the the culture that was there, because I know, like, it's very intimidating to just go, like, especially when you feel like, oh my gosh, there's no hope yeah. for me, like. Yeah. Very intimidating going into a gym, really yeah. any gym. Going um, from uh-huh. sitting in a chair to six days a week. I think that's always the biggest like shock to people yeah. sometimes. Like, yeah. how am I going to work out for six days? I haven't worked out for six days. I've been worked cumulatively. out for, for right. six ever. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Six <laughs> minutes, yeah. let alone six days. But see, one of the things yeah. I tell our people, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sarcastic as a, just in general as a person. So I like to tell people because this is how I say it to myself too. But whenever I am doubting if I can do something or make an excuse, I always remind myself that I'm not special. Like – I'm not special, but what I, Uh what that really means is like your fears, your intimidations, that doesn't make you special. That makes you totally normal. So it's that security in knowing that like you're, you're not special. You're not going to be the one person that doesn't get through the whole workout. Like that makes you normal, you know? And so I think that's what we like to talk about this, that first week with so many people, because Everyone has that same story from their first week, and that does not make I, you special. It makes you totally normal, and that should make you feel yeah. better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's what I tell everybody. I'm like my story, and like how I like how I got to where I was, and I needed help, and you know, even the the journey through the ten weeks in the year is not unique, right. and how I turned it all around is not special. Like it isn't. It wasn't magical. It was just showing up for myself every single day. Um, but you don't look at it as I'm here now and I have to make it to 10 weeks or I have to make it to six months or a year. You're just like, what I'm going to do today, what I'm going to do in the next hour, what I'm going to do in the next two hours. And then eventually you don't have to think about that anymore. And at that first week you had to think, I had to think about everything. Um, Mm -hmm. one, I was so out of shape and, and bigger than I'd ever been. The only clothes that I had were maternity clothes. And I definitely didn't have any like workout maternity clothes Mm -hmm. because I wasn't trying to do that while I was pregnant. But um, I wore my husband's clothes. Um, so I felt already felt like just awful about myself walking through the door. I already felt like, God, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm in no way prepared for this. Um, but there was also no way that I was going to try to like work out to be able to work out. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I have, I can't do this until I'm a certain place. No, you just, you just go and you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the, the going and the 45 minutes a day ended up being, um, and still is my favorite 
part of the day because you just focus on what you're doing. And so to me, all the stress of everything else and the stress of everything else is how I got there, how I couldn't get out of the chair was all the life stress. You go in the gym and you do your thing for 45 minutes. You're thinking about the bands. You're thinking about the bag. You're thinking about the move. You're not thinking about all this stuff kind of waiting for you when you leave. Mm -hmm. And so it became a safe space. Those 45 minutes are very safe space for me even now. Um, even now when I'm like stressed out, I cannot wait to put on the gloves. I cannot wait to go do the thing. Um, but it, you know, that didn't happen overnight. It was one of those things like a couple weeks in, I realized that I'm looking for, I used to dread it. Now I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. I think the real kicker and the thing that I love about ferals is like the, the, the components, it's uh, cardio, it's strength and it's the nutrition. Mm -hmm. And I thought going in the cardio and strength I'd never done, like I'd never done kickboxing and never done strength. That was going to be the part that was going to be so hard to acclimate to. And of course I understand nutrition, like don't eat bad stuff. You know, right. that's it. Like, right. Like, just don't eat some bad stuff and we'll be good. And I realized that I, everything I understood about nutrition was completely wrong. And so that was actually, to me, the part that I had to really hone in on mm -hmm. um, and understand and um, and not. And again, I try to explain this to everybody um, like nutrition, not diet, because diets we associate with like fads and short term gains and weird stuff like only like boiled eggs and cayenne pepper for 10 weeks and mm -hmm. all that kind of fun stuff. But nutrition, like a whole new way to, to think about food and, and, um, and it's about quality. So uh, quality food. Um, and I gone from that 13 months, I'd eat one meal a day. And it would be like all my calories, like everything I needed for the day, um, all bad quality processed, um, you know, a lot of fat, a lot of sugar. Um, and so going into that meal, I'm tired because I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. And then I eat that much at once. And I'm like just comatose afterwards. So I'm always tired. I'm always feeling like gross. So that first week at Farrell's, I went immediately. And that's just my personality. I switched it on a dime. I went from eating like that to six meals a day following plan. And that was the part that I needed 10 weeks to make a habit because mm -hmm. the cardio and the, the strength just ended up, I liked it after a couple of weeks and it became my normal, right. the nutrition I needed to do and think about every day for 10 weeks. And then it became second nature. And I realized I didn't know what an ounce was that I realized I didn't know what I was really putting with my creamer or what, what was in my creamer. And I didn't know some certain things. So that was eye opening, but um, but the the culture though at the the ferals that I started out in spring, people were great. Um, the staff was great. Um, the owners, so um, the the person that's like you need to check this out, um, Billy. He and his wife were the ones. Um, Billy and Nicole owned the gym, mm -hmm. and so when I came in, they were just locked on. Um, and it, that was the first time Billy had seen me in in two years because I left on maternity leave and then COVID and all that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, or, or over a year, but he, um, I think he was shocked when he saw me. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was really just, he and Nicole were very much like you, please just do this for you. Like for no other reason, just every day come in. So they were very much invested in making sure that I got my goals, um, achieved too. So that, that helped. I mean, it, it takes a village, right? So mm -hmm. it, it helped me be accountable. Um, it helped me. It was very like the transparency helped keep me accountable. Um, and then they've just cheered me on for, for everything. My abs were shot from pregnancy, just shot. Like I had tear that was like three fingers wide and like two knuckles deep in my abs. So I couldn't sit up straight. I couldn't walk straight. So doing a lot of things in the gym were just like, I would have a lot of lower back pain. Um, and then at week 15, I realized I didn't have lower back pain anymore. 
Um, so like those, when we, and literally would, would celebrate every little thing from going to being able to do my first few push-ups on my knees to going from knees to toes. Um, same thing with holding a plank for any amount of time and then being able to hold it for like a decent amount of time. Um, like everything was celebrated and that's what you have to do. You have to have these little bite-sized goals to keep you, um, you know, moving forward and challenging yourself. And that's what we did. So it was never, I mean, yes, everybody's so happy and proud of you when you're like, you're achieving your, your scale goals, but that's not really what it's about. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and I was telling Lance this when I talked to him the other day, I'm like, I didn't know what healthy body fat was. Like, what should I be? I know I shouldn't have been at 47%. Mm -hmm. That didn't sound good, but I didn't know what am I shooting for? Um, and at some point I just forgot about the scale. Like mm -hmm. I wasn't looking at the number because I wouldn't even know. Um, it was just a feeling. How did I feel? Yeah. And am I making positive progress? Um, and that's really even to this day. Like I don't, I don't weigh myself at all. Like I, because mm -hmm. I know I'm doing what I need to do, and I'm, I'm doing the things that that are positive for my body. But it's how I feel every day, um, and that's how I, I scale my, um, like, am I moving in the right direction? Talk a little mm -hmm. bit about being a mom. I know in your mm -hmm. story that that we read through. Um, you know, you talked about feeling like you were going to be neglecting them and you didn't want Cause oh, yeah. we hear that a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, with our members and stuff, um, it's just like, you know, I don't want to leave them at home for uh, be oh, away yeah. from for an hour. And I'm always like, they're not going to remember. They're like a year old. But, it, but, it's, not just, right? but it's a psychological, it's, it's first know, of all, yes. mom guilt. Mm -hmm. yes. It is such a thing. It yeah. is such a thing. And, and not only do we get it from other people, but we get it 20 times worse from ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then I was, we were in a state of super codependence for being 13 months. Right. COVID, you're like locked down in your own little tribe and you don't even see the, the mailman, right? Like it's all you and it's super intense. And the thought of leaving them even for 45 minutes, an hour kind of like took my breath away. And I remember after that first, um, the first class I went to, Billy sat me down and he's like, okay, what are your goals? And I told him my goals are just to be able to keep up with my boys. And he's like, that's great. That's a good goal how much time are you willing to invest to get to that goal? And we laugh about it now, but my honest to God answer was an hour a week. And she was like, okay, <laughs> you're not going to get there an hour, doing right. this an hour a week. And, I, and, and then the thought of like, mm -hmm. I have to, I have to be away from my kids more than that. Um, and, and it is like, it's that it's a psychological switch you have to make, but what I saw paid back to my children and my family mm -hmm. was far more far more than the 45 minutes away from them or an hour away from them that, that I take every day. Um, I'm able to, I was able to keep up, you know, surpass them, honestly, um, as I should, because they were like five and right. like one at the time, mm -hmm. um, energy. Um, but I think I was like five or six weeks into my first 10 week challenge. And we went to, um, SeaWorld in San Antonio and they have this huge cargo net. And at the top of the cargo net, I think it's like 35 feet or something. At the top is a playground for bigger kids. And my son looked up and he saw that. And he's like, I want to do it. So I told him, okay, I'll climb with you. And I think we got maybe like one like solid climb in and he freaked out. And he's like, I'm afraid. Can I be on your back and you climb? And then you can take me up there. And I was like, okay. I was a little hesitant, but I'm like, mm -hmm. let's try this. I climbed the whole thing with this 40 pound kid on my back and I got on the top and he, you know, jumps off my back and runs away to go play. And I'm just standing there and I look down at my husband and his mouth is open and my mouth is open because if rewind five, six weeks that I would have had to tell him, no, let's go play something else. Like if you mm -hmm. can't climb by yourself, we'll go play over here. 
Um, and then when he was done, we both climbed out first. He was on my back and then he wanted to do it himself. And we climbed down together. And I realized, you know, it's one of those moments that kind of puts everything into perspective. Not only did I, was I physically able to do something that I wasn't able to do before. Not only was I able to do something for him, um, but if I hadn't been able to do that, he wouldn't have had the opportunity to face his own fear because he climbed down by himself and then he felt great about himself. Um, I would have deprived him of that opportunity. So you really do see like I'm getting way more from my, my family's getting way more out of this too. Um, so it out, started to outweigh the guilt and now the guilt's like not there at all. And even the boys will tell me going to the gym or, or is it time for you to go to the gym? So they know, like everybody mm -hmm. knows it's part of the scenery. It's part of the day. Right. Um, but it does take a bit to kind of get over that, that guilt. But I promise you, you do like everybody, everybody, um, has gains from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you get to the point where like, if you haven't gotten your workout in or whatever, the people around you are like, like spouses or whatever are like, you just need to go like you need to get out of here. <laughs> you know, like, we hear that a lot from people, our members and stuff when they've been sick or something, they've missed a little bit. And you know, there's the kind of this tipping point where it's like, okay, you're not the same person right now that you are when you're, you know, getting that workout in every day, you need to go do that. And I think that's a good tipping point too, sometimes for people where it becomes such a habit that like it really does seem like something's missing when you can't get that workout in you know and in, I think you just posted on your Facebook this week about that about how you were having a terrible day and that workout is what pulled you out of that you know and that's that's a huge accomplishment I think I think she might be froze a little bit oh right now. okay oh, okay so, <laughs> okay yep so yeah. Oh. Actually, it might be a good time to go to break. Here, All right. Anyways. Yeah, we do. And we, we can get her back on yeah. here. Yep. All right. Let's go to Let's break. Let's go to break. We'll yeah. be right back here on the Fitness Fanatics 93.7 The Ticket.